You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. What is up, everybody? Your boy Eman from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast coming at you. Had a technical difficulties. I was streaming last Wednesday with a new platform, uh, some new tools and stuff like that. And your boy kind of amateur the hell out of it. But I, it's Friday. What a better time. I got another uh, piece of a segment here in story with KD trade happened right after that. And I want to hit that today. Super Bowl preview. I'm going to hit you with my Kyrie reaction. All right. LeBron James. Got to give him his flowers. But without further ado, man, let's go ahead. Let's get busy. Uh, right now, let's talk some Super Bowl. All right. We got, we're less than, a, less than 48 hours away. All right. In regards to the much anticipated Kelsey Bowl, LeBron James versus McLeod James. I mean, we have your boy, uh, Patrick Mahomes against Jalen Hurst. Patrick got himself the offensive MVP of the league. All right. And, and you know what, man, he has been the, you know, Kansas city right now is the underdog uh, in this series, not by a lot. It's kind of a coin flip. So I want to give you the full breakdowns here, man. And I'm not going to go too crazy, but first, before we start, I want to start with the basics, right? Let's go hit the offense, right? Overall offense, the Chiefs are the number one team in the league. Excuse me. I got to go ahead and I got to hydrate. Salute. Spike sells right, you know, 1054 sounds great on a Friday. Chiefs are number one offense in the league. The Eagles are number two. Coin flip. Both great offenses, all right? Eagles have our fifth in the run attack, all right? The Chiefs are 20. Strength, the Chiefs. And I'm going to give you the keys to victories for both teams. Defense, Eagles are third in the league. Chiefs are 12. Chris Jones, 15 sacks this year. He's the anchor. He's going to be, he has to be the difference maker. Passing attack, the Eagles are nine. And the Chiefs are number one. So you notice where the advantages fall on one side and the advantages fall on the other, right? That's pretty much it. It's very basic. It's right there on pen and paper. There's nothing you could really do. Here are some of the key factors that both teams need to execute. Before I give you the key factor, let's look at the paper. Let's go paper each team, right? Let's take a look exactly what we're working with. Right now, quarterback, advantage to me, the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. All right, Patrick Mahomes now is the next up, the new GOAT. Now that, what's his name? Now that the GOAT, the real GOAT, Tom Brady, has retired. Okay. When you look at position players, better running attack, Miles Sanders is a better running back. Okay. Miles Sanders rushed for better than Isaiah Pacheco and better than McKinnon. All right. Miles Sanders had 1,300 rush over 1,300 rushing out of 12. I'm, I'm sorry. Miles Sanders, let me go back. I got the Chiefs here. Miles Sanders had himself a, a heck his best season in. Almost 1,300 rushing yards in his career, 11 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts had himself 13 touchdowns on the ground with 760 yards on the ground, all right? Receivers, advantage, the Eagles. A.J. Brown had almost 1,500 yards. He had 1,496 receiving yards with 88 receptions. The man was a deep threat for Jalen. That's why Jalen went up in his output in yards, total yards with 3,700 and touchdowns with 22 as opposed to 15 last year. Devontae Smith a fellow wideout who had himself 1,196, a career year, only his second season, seven touchdowns, 95 yards. Pretty nice. And you got Goddard. Throw Goddard in there, even though he was injured most, not most of the year, but he's another 
target that you got to make sure you got to watch out for. So again, running game, running back and wide receivers, advantage Eagles. Chiefs, advantage quarterback. I don't have to mention Patrick Mahomes, 41 touchdowns, 12 INTs, 52, 5,550. Enough said, best quarterback in the game. Travis Kelsey is his best weapon. All right. He had himself 110 receptions, 1,338 receiving yards with 12 touchdowns. These are wide receiver numbers, right? That's his best. It's Travis Kelsey and then a bunch of plumbers when he comes to the Kansas City wide receiving core. It is what it is, man. No insult to plumbers, man, but they're no A.J. Brown and they're no Devontae Smith. Juju is his best guy with three touchdowns and did not eclipse a thousand yards. Then you have a bunch of plays that they're going to have to run. With that being said, keys to victory for the Eagles. They have to run the hell out of the football. A heavy dose of Miles Sanders, Game Will, and Jalen Hurts. Hurts. You have to. It is what it is. On the offensive side, bread and butter, pound the ground with your studs. Sanders, Hurts, Game Will. Defensive-wise, the, the best playmaker the Chiefs have is Travis Kelsey. You got to lock him down. Let the oldest guys beat you, man. Okay, Travis Kelsey, like I said, 13 touchdowns, have wide receiver numbers with 1,300 receiving yards. That's his weapon. That is go-to guy. That's, that's my home security blanket. Shut his ass down. Chiefs keep the victory, right? The defense have to stack that box and force Jalen Hurts to beat you with his arm. Jalen has been much improved this year with the addition of A.J. Brown, especially on his deep ball and his passing attack. And I'm okay with that. But they have to make it. They have to force him to just minimize that run game. And the only way they're going to do that is their defensive four have to make it uncomfortable for Jalen and they have to stop that run. Plain and simple. Okay? Secondly, offensively, you got to let Mahomes do what Mahomes does, and that's magic. I'm going to be very honest with you. I know Mahomes is coming in with a chip on his shoulder for losing to Tom Brady two years ago in the Super Bowl. Okay? Absolutely. I know Mahomes is a competitor. One-legged Mahomes, no-legged Mahomes is better than all the quarterbacks in the league. I don't care about that ankle sprain. Be sure that he could play with that ankle sprain last two weeks ago against the Bengals, and it was put to the test. Now, this is a better defense, but Mahomes has to do Magic Mahomes things, bottom line. And, of course, Andy Reid has got to come up with some innovative, you know, lineups, innovative uh, lining up with receivers and offense because uh, it's they have to throw everything at the Eagles. That that defense, that secondary, and that front four, it's pretty freaking decent, okay? They're not San Francisco or Dallas, but, man, they are nothing to sneeze at. They're not a freaking cakewalk, okay? You're, you're looking at the number at the – third best defense in the league, all right? It's going to be tough for Mahomes in order to get this uh, to get this dub. It's not going to be easy. My final prediction, because as a Giants fan, I cannot root for the damn Eagles. Kansas City, 27-24. Patrick Mahomes is your MVP. I'm not going to mess with that, bro. I'm not going to mess with that. It is what it is. So, you got it right there, man. You got it right there. On Sunday, I need you guys to tune in. Okay. I need you to tune in to the 
the fantasy sports corp tss pre-game show that i'm gonna be on and some other very gifted you know podcasters patriot sports radio nikki just i mean just uh we have also um angela from uh, the fan bus we got a lot of people man i can't tell you more but i'm i'm gonna be doing the segment with a bunch of guys and and, and girls uh, from Kansas City, you know, I got Lance, the uh, Lance podcast. I got Tisha from, uh, and I'm sorry, I don't have it in front of me, but Shake and Bake uh, Group Media. Uh, have also uh, on deck from Cheese Focus, okay, JP. These are like major, major Kansas City homies and influencers, man. And we're going to have a blast breaking down the Kansas City side, 9 to 12.30 a.m., Tune in. Let me give you a little preview here of what's going to be popping, at least for me. But we're going to have so much stuff, man. Fan- a lot of DFS, all right? A lot of fantasy, a lot of betting props with uh, Patriot Sports and everybody else. It's going to be it's gonna be pretty wild. And I want you guys to really tune into this. Let me, do, let me give you a little preview, man. A little hype video here so we can so we can get you uh, we can get you pumping up in here. You know what I'm saying? So hold on a second. Let me do this. Let me share. All right, let's go over here. One second, technical difficulties, let's roll. Or you just ain't eating barbecue. No. Show some love on Sunday, all right? It's going to be a freaking blast. Again, my pick is Kansas City, Mahomes MVP. And um, I am actually going for my final score 27 chiefs 24 eagles that's what i got brewing my man moving on to the kyrie irvin trade baby now this is again i mean this week we know we have super bowl madness going on but the nba snuck right behind it and said bro i'm gonna get some of the limelight all right because we had players move ending with the greatest trade with kevin durant we're gonna hit that one too but Kyrie Irving, finally, Mr. Space Cadet, the flat earther, um, you know, social justice warrior, whatever the hell you want to call him, all right? I call him a space cadet because the dude is, the elevator does not go to the top floor, right? So I'm going to give him his flowers. Kyrie, to me, is one of the greatest point guards in the history of the NBA skill-wise, right? Great handle, can shoot the rock, great court vision. I mean, this dude, when you look at the numbers, uh, he's, he could compete with the top guys, all right? Kyrie this season is averaging 27 points a freaking game, okay? Shooting 48 from the field, all right? He's a career 23 points a game. And listen, guys, I hate to bring this up again, but I got to remind you that if Kyrie was a, Kyrie was a huge reason why that championship in 2016 coming back from down 3-1 was a possibility. I know everybody keeps, you know, throwing LeBron James in there and, you know, he's the king. It was all him. No, he wasn't, man. Kyrie had 35 points in that game seven. Kyrie made... Steph Curry, his bitch. I hate to say that as big of a Steph Curry fan that I am. And they forget how valuable he is because 
his skill and his accolades get lost in the stupidity of Kyrie Irving. It's true. It is damn true. All right. But Dallas are getting themselves that second score that they need. They send then Woody Packing, Dorian Finney-Smith, some picks. Not going to go into details of it. Kyrie debuted earlier this week. All right. And, you know, he I think he had himself 24 points. They play the Clippers. They won 110 to 104. Uh, what's his name? Lucas Benau. Look, his debut game with the with the Mavericks, a team that he just got there. He's learning the offense, 24 points, five assists, four rebounds, how to block, how to steal, shot 52 from the field, 50, 50% from three-pointer, from three-point land. Dude, it is what it is. I mean, the guy can ball. That's never been the question. The ability for Kyrie has never been the question. It's been the availability, the question. Whether it's injuries, whether it's mental illness, whether it's COVID, social stands, whatever he needs to do, because he needs mental break days, all right? People need load management. Kyrie needs mental break days, all right? It is what it is. We've seen it documented. He doesn't play more than 46 or 50 games in a season going back to the Boston days. And it's been like that throughout his career, even when he was a rookie. Remember, he didn't. He played half a season his rookie year. He still won rookie of the year. Again, the skill is not the problem. The ability, the ability is not, the ability is not the problem. Is the availability with Kyrie. And yes, Kyrie, look, I hate to break it down, but the guy's one selfish dude. He already pulled this move with Cleveland after our championship. He pulled this move with Boston, all right? Now he did it with the Nets, a team that backed him up last year in his COVID stance, which you got to give him credit, man. You know, there was a mandate in the city and the team could have fired him, but they didn't. KD backed him up. And look what happens. He says, hey, KD gets injured. Here we go again, man. The Nets are on top of the league, on top of the East balling one or two spots with Kevin Durant healthy and Kyrie's coming along. It's Kyrie's team now. And, you know, it got a little too hot in the kitchen, but I think the Nets, it was time to cut bait. All right. It is what it is. Kyrie said the right things in the press conference in his initial press conference with uh, the Dallas Mavericks, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm welcome to the opportunity to make this team win and do whatever I need to do. Thank you to Mark Cuban, blah, 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 blah. You know, and a lot of people are saying, Hey, you know, this is great. This is what Dallas needs. Uh, they're saying that Kyrie is used to playing with a, a player of Luca's skill set because LeBron and Luca have very similar games. Um, but again, Luca's leadership is not LeBron's leadership. So I don't, I don't know where this is going to land. If history kind of gives you a trend of what's going to happen, it's going to be a shit show. I hope not because I like Luca Doncic. He's actually one of my favorite players in this new era, right? And I like the Dallas Mavericks because I've always rooted for Dirk Nowinski, man. And I rooted against Miami when they, you know, when LeBron James was there in that 2014 championship and they choked and, you know, they got, they got the ring. So again, I don't know how this is going to end. If history serves me correctly, it might end in a shit show. But again, Kyrie does give, fills a void for Dallas. Dallas right now offensively is ranking 23rd in the league, scoring about 112 points per game. Kyrie automatically solves that, helps that issue, helps their offense be very, very uh, explosive, all right? Because you got the guy that can take over games, give Luka some help when Luka's in the bench, when Luka's injured. Uh, and, I, and Kyrie's also a player that doesn't need to have, even though he's a very ball-dominant guard, he doesn't need to have the ball in his hand to score. A man can run through screens. Great three-point shooter. Kyrie 
it's a point guard with two point with, with, with shooting guard skills. The problem I believe it is, is that Dallas, uh, it would not help Dallas's defense. Luca's not a great defensive. You probably gave away Dorian Finney Smith, a pretty decent defensive defender. So their defense is pretty bad. This doesn't help the defense. So it's going to be one of those things that Dallas is going to have to run people out the gym in order to get dubs because defensive wise, they won't be able to stop anything. They weren't able to stop anybody before Kyrie, let alone less after they acquired Kyrie. It is what it is. All right. It is what it is. We know Kyrie is a little bit of a cancer in the locker room. Let's see how this happens after the honeymoon period is over, which is usually about two months. God forbid he gets injured. Because of a very strong possibility based on Kyrie's history. But hey, look, Dallas has done what they needed to do. They acquired a very strong, dominant two-man second guy for Luka. Luka is the next up. And Kyrie is here to hopefully facilitate more and easier path to the finals again for the Dallas Mavericks. Again, we shall see. Let's see what happens. Let's see if Mark Cuban pulled the rabbit out of his ass. And going from Kyrie to Kevin Durant, you know, KK, oh, man. One year later, the most anticipated, one of the most anticipated big threes, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, man, are no longer a, together. It all started with James Harden last season getting traded to the Sixers. Then you got Kyrie and Kevin Durant leaving back-to-back, getting traded. Uh, it's insane. Wow. You know, I this I, nobody saw that coming. And, and after today, there was some, the, the actual, the, the story behind the Kevin Durant trade was that he went quietly behind the scenes as soon as Kyrie was traded and told the Nets, you guys need to fucking let me go. You need to trade me. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Just do what's right. The Mets got a lot of assets in return for both of these players, rightfully so. And you know what? At that point, when you know it's going to go downhill, it's a shitstorm, has become the snowball effect where the snowball is coming bigger, becoming bigger and bigger, running down that mountain. You have to cut bait. It was a failed experiment, probably the one of the worst failed experiments based on the caliber, quality, and quantity of the three players combined in the history of the NBA. It was one of the worst dumpster fires when it comes to the big three era that has ever been created. It is what it is. Let's not sugarcoat it, folks. Okay, let's not. Oh, man, I love drinking when I'm on Friday nights. Um, first and foremost, what does Kevin Durant mean in the West to the Suns? In, on paper, it makes the Suns a favorite. Suns are 31 and 17 and 27, 27 I'm sorry. Uh, they just beat the Pacers today. Kevin Durant's going to get back healthy for the season. When Kevin Durant was healthy, the Nets were one of the top two teams in the East. Kevin Durant's season so far, 29.7 a game, 6.7 rebound, 55% from the field. We know what Kevin Durant can do. All right, He is one of the most prolific scorers and overall greatest players to lace him up. Seven-footer, handle the rock, shoot the three. We know that. Finally went to Golden State, and he willed that Golden State team to these championships over the Cavaliers. 
as great as LeBron James had a playoffs and finals against Golden State, my man Kevin Durant had the bigger shot, stepped up in the fourth quarter while LeBron disappeared. His accolades in the playoffs, even when he was OKC, but when he got to Golden State, they were good with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But when, when, he, when he got to Golden State, he just elevated to another level. The upgrades for the Sun with Kevin Durant is that right now the Suns points per offensively points per game to 21 in the NBA. That automatically solves that issue. Firepower, immediate fire off power offense. That's gonna improve. Okay. Kevin Durant is one of the greatest clutch performers, like I mentioned in the postseason of all time. That's gonna help to take the load off Devin Booker and Chris Paul when they make the playoffs. Kevin Booker, Devin Booker is a great player. He's not built for the moment, though. Kevin Durant is. Chris Paul. All news last season. After this season, whether they win or not, Chris Paul is out. He's going to retire because he's not going to be. They're either going to trade him or they're going to get rid of him. Or they're going to buy him out. He's not coming back, guys. I hate to break it to you. He's not coming back into the league next year because they need to upgrade in the point guard position. He's already done. All right. Right now, Chris Paul is in the Jason Kidd um, status when he was he played us that last season with the Dallas Mavericks and they won it when they beat uh, the 2014 Heat with LeBron. That you know the big three, the big the big three with, you know, Dwayne Wade, Bosch, and, and, um, and what's McCullough, and LeBron James. He's there. He is hoping that this trade isn't that ri- that chip so he could finally retire. Because the dude, the dude does deserve it. He does deserve a championship. You know what I'm saying? So it is it is what it is. Um, secondly, what Kevin, again, Kevin Durant brings that. It brings the guy that can take over games, and it's going to help Devin Booker tremendously because, the attention is not going to be on him all the time as well. So, yeah, you lose, look, you lose Cam Thomas, you lose um, you a great guy like, you know, Mikkel Bridges. These are nice wing guys that have the play good defense, hit some shots, but it's Kevin Durant, man. You would trade your firstborn for Kevin Durant. I don't care. I don't care what stage of his career is. This is just a move that had to be done, and the Phoenix Suns made it. Boulder the hell out. Kevin Durant said, I want to go to Phoenix, and guess what, man? The Nets had no other choice but to get something before they have nothing. So, watermelon and cucumber, uh, truly, boys and girls. Not bad. I'm just watching the carbs and the sugars, man. I'm 45 years old. I'm turning 45 in about three weeks. You know, I don't I don't lose weight as easy as I used to. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm out there on the court, but I'm a little, a little slower. Anyway, let me not digress. That's what KD means to the West and especially what KD means to the Phoenix Suns. Huge upgrade. It just got really interesting, boys and girls. It got very freaking interesting right now with this team. All right. Shout out to the Suns. Shout out to the Nets for not being trigger, I guess, trigger timid and pulling that trigger, letting that load, emptying that clip and getting something for Kyrie and Kevin Durant. It's unreal, man. A year later, the biggest, one of the biggest and most anticipated big threes in the NBA are no longer, are no more. They went from a big, the Nets went from a big three to no three. (laughs) It is what it is. Oh, man. And a couple of nights ago, finally, the most anticipated LeBron James breaks Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's uh, Mark from like 1989, man. It's been a long time. And LeBron James, we all knew, man. He's played all these years. I got to give LeBron his flowers. 
But you know what? Let me let me just show you the game, the, the shot. The shot that made it possible, man. It was actually epic. The man scored 38 points in three quarters. He would just go, we knew that the start of that game, LeBron James was gonna was gonna pull out. It was not gonna be not of that record. All right, let me share my screen here real quick. Let's go ahead and see what we got here. Here we go. Here we go. Let's do this real quick. All right, let's uh let's hit play. Oh, sorry. Third quarter. LeBron James is shot in history. Oh, my bad. Uh, go ahead and go back Messed that up, man. I'm still getting used to uh, this new streaming service that's here. Let me just bring it down a little bit here. All right, let's go back here. Boom, boom. Go back to the top of the plate. Here's Kareem. You know, actually, let me show you Kareem breaking it, man. Look. Look at the difference between years, right? Here's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar breaking it back in 1989, right, with his patent sky hook. There we go. Ready? The pictures tell the world. I mean, that's a long, 31,000 points. They love their leader. And suffice to say, ladies and gentlemen, the new king of scoring yeah. has Look at that 80s graphics. Looking for James. He's got it. There's the king. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, a shot in history. Either way. MJ's maybe. Either way. That was a big cut, man. That was a big cut, man. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Beautiful. Huh? Absolutely. LeBron James, the man, dude. Huh? Listen, I'm going to give him his flowers. LeBron James is averaging 30 freaking points a game, or a little over 30 points a game, eight rebounds, seven assists, shooting 50% from the field at freaking 38 years old. LeBron James is 38 years old. He's, he's my wife's age, bro, all right? Um, it, it It's unbelievable, right? There has to be something to be said about the longevity and the high-caliber playing of LeBron James, right? It is unbelievable. Today, I'm just here to give him his flowers. I am not going to go on the debate of James versus MJ or any of that stuff. It's not, it's not the right, it's not the right place or the right time. And you all know how I feel. If you follow me on Twitter, you know, you know, I'm an MJ guy. But regardless of the fact, right, LeBron James averaging over 30 points a game, had 30 freaking eight points in three quarters. Again, he disappeared in the fourth quarter, took two shots. They lost the game 133 to 130. And he only had two points after that. Or maybe he was gassed out, right? Let's give him a pass for today because he broke the record. That's a big deal, right? So let's not bash him. I'm losing the game, not stepping up in the fourth quarter, which is, you know, it's what he does. Anyway, but this dude in his career, man, he stepped up right after high school. He's just been nothing but a complete freaking animal. Uh, the fact that he's averaging 30 points a game and shooting 50% from the field with the amount of that he has, I mean, that is just beautiful to watch, man. And you want to know what's crazy, right? LeBron has only averaged over 30 points a game. Let me see. One, two, three, four times in his career. All right. He averaged 31 point forwards a game in his third season in the league in 2006. He averaged 30 a game, exactly 30 a game in 2007, 2008 season. And then he averaged 30 a game last season, 30.3 and 30.2 now. That's it. He's only averaged over 30 points a game. But, you know, he's a career 27 points a game average scorer. He's just unbelievable. I mean, look, when you look at his career field goal percentage, 50 over 50 percent, that's pretty freaking decent, right? 
So, I mean, it, it just numbers are, are just beyond imaginable. To me, LeBron James is one of the greatest statistical players of all time, dude. I mean, regardless of what it is, nobody has done what he's going to do, what he's done. Nobody's going to accomplish that goal. Nobody's going to do that, all right? You know, we're going to have the discussion with the MJ and LeBron another day. But today is all LeBron is all about LeBron getting his flowers. It is what it is. He is right now the best player of his era, right? Or forward now. He is the best player of his era. I'm going to leave you with that, boys and girls. Again, thank you for listening, guys. Tune in on Sunday, 9 a.m. Check out. Follow me on Twitter. Take a look. I'm going to be tweeting the links. It's going to be on fire. All right, the Fantasy Sports Corp, man, TSS, Patriot Sports Radio, Nikki Giz, all right, Jordan Thomas and True Serum, myself, Chief Focus, Lance Sports Podcast, all right, we got Tisha from Shakeback Media. We have a lot of stuff going on, man, and I don't even know, there's a lot of, I'm telling you, there's so much content coming through, all right, DFS content, betting and props, all right, breakdown analysis, predictions. All right, your reactions. It's going to be the bomb, dude. All right, we got a lot of crap, dude. We got a lot of influence. It's going to be a three-hour loaded madness on Sunday. Yo, stay tuned to my to my Twitter, Joe's underscore talk, for more previews. Hey, it's going to be fire. Let's enjoy the Super Bowl, baby. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening.